What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Don, coming at you with another True Players Podcast episode. This time, it's strictly audio. There's no video to this podcast. Just going to hit you guys up briefly. Going to talk about the NBA Finals. We're going to talk about a little bit about the New York Mets and New York Yankees on this podcast. Going to be a short and sweet podcast about some great things that's going on in New York as far as New York baseball teams goes. And as well as the NBA Finals with the Gold State Warriors, Boston Celtics going on live, game one tonight at 9 p.m. on ABC. Um, But first, before I get to everything, I want to give a big shout out to the New York Mets. You know, they bring in Buck Showalter. You know, he's making a he's making a positive effect already on the on the baseball team. They're in first place, leading the Phillies by ten and a half games already, and it's only only June second. And they're doing this without Matt uh, Max Serger, who's out with the hamstring with the oblique injury, the, um, the oblique injury, and they're doing it without um, Jacob Legr- Jacob Degrom, who hasn't pl- uh, pitched at all this season because of the shoulder situation. And this goes to show you that how a manager affects a baseball team, a good manager, a manager who gains respect in that clubhouse does for the dynamic of the team. This is basically the, basically the same team than last year, guys. The same team from last year. Oh, but you add, add Max Serzer, you add Starling Marte, you added Marcana, and you are, add Chris, Chris Bassett to the team. There are some changes. But this is what's going on here. Taiwan Taiwan Walker's pitching great. Cookie, Cookie Carrasco's having a resurgent um, resurgent season so far. Chris Bass has been pitching great. Tyler, Tyler McGill, what a surprise he was filling in for Jacob DeGrom in the starting rotation. You know, Edwin Diaz is closing games. And he's not making us grab the Rolades each time he steps on the mound in the ninth inning. He's actually closing a high percentage of games. It looks confident out there closing games. I know they, they correct something with his with his pitching motion, which um, he wasn't stepping towards the plate. He was stepping like outside of the plate or his, the way he, when he finishes off his, his motion, he's not stepping towards the plate. So he gets that good biting action on the slider. And I'm glad um, Buck Showalter picked that up and got Jeremy Hefner to correct that in um, Edwin Diaz. But I, I tell you, I tell you guys, this Mets team, I'm holding, I'm holding my breath. I'm holding my, I don't want to jinx the situation, but this New York Mets team is something. If I never felt this good about a New York Mets team since 2006. And of course, you know what happened during that season. We ended in disappointment. So, like I said, we got to, we got to, like I said, Buck Schulte is doing, doing a hell of a job right now. And for once, I like to see him finish off what he started. He started, he built the program in New York Yankees. Joe Torre finishes finishes it off and wins four World Series out of five years. <clears throat> he builds a program in, with Arizona. Bob Bob Brindley gets a championship the year after he was fired. For once, Buck deserves a World Series title. And I'm, I'm, I'm truly believing that this is the team that's going to bring him his, his first World Series title. And a well-deserved well-deserved World Series title if it does happen, which I'm hoping. But then again, it may have to come at the expense of the New York Yankees because they are also in first place. Quiet is kept. The Yankees have been doing their thing. Quiet is kept. Other than the situation with Josh Donaldson and um, and and, and um, Tim Johnson with the Jackie Robinson nonsense, 
They've been doing it very quietly. It's very unyankee like. But they do it, they've been doing it quietly. Louis Louis Severino's back. Um <clears throat> uh, uh Garrett Cole's pitching great. Decent, decent um production from the from the pitching staff, which I thought it was the Achilles heel. Aaron Judge is doing his thing, Giancarlo Stanton's doing his thing. And you, everything's coming together with the Yankees, which and undoubtedly will lead to a collision course in the in the World Series, in my opinion, between the two New York Mets teams. Two New York Mets, two New York baseball teams. Excuse me. So <clears throat> let's see what happens, ladies and gentlemen. I know um I have I'm not gonna apologize for what I could could or could not do. That's my fault. However, you know, dude, the baseball season has been moving fast since it started, since it came out the lockout. It's been moving fast. So for me to be on the podcast, give you guys updates on the baseball, my opinion, what's going on with the baseball, it's been kind of tough because everything's been moving fast. The Even NBA playoffs have been moving very quickly. So we watched the Boston Celtics beat the Nets. We watched the Celtics beat the Philadelphia 76ers. We watched the Boston beat Miami in seven games in which... I think if Miami was fully healthy, if Kyle Lowry wasn't hurt and all those other players was playing with the way they're supposed to, I think it would have been, it still was a toss-up, to be honest with you guys. It still was a toss-up. So I can't really say much about it. Boston deserves to be in the NBA Finals. I, I, In my opinion, I believe they're the better matchup for Golden State Warriors to be matchup with Andre Wiggins, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole. Um, Draymond Green. I, I think Draymond, I think Jordan Poole is going to be the X factor in that series, being that that uh, fourth scorer coming off. Because what 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 Boston lacks, Boston is a great defensive team. But the the the, the, the fact of the matter is, if um, Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown are not scoring, where where else are they getting their scoring from? Al Horford had a had a hell of a series in my in, in, in my in the Miami series. Can he be that third option? Marcus Smart is playing such great basketball. It gives me hope for my New York Knicks. So not to go out there try to get that big time point guard. You got you got Emmanuel quickly there right now who can step into that role and be Marcus Smart next year. In my opinion, with a better offensive game. He may not be as good defensively, but offensively he's much more better than Marcus Smart. You could argue with me if you want with, about that, but that that that's definitely is the case. So I'm looking forward to this the series. I believe this series will go. I don't even know what to, where, who to root for as far as the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm gonna be very honest. I don't know who to go for. Because you know Boston, I'm rooting for Boston because I, I like the, I like this Boston team for some reason. Something about them, even though it was because of my New York Knicks waking them up in the, in a January basketball game, which they which the Knicks came back from 25 down off a of, uh, RJ Barrett game winning three pointer that woke up that Celtic team. And Ime Odoka is should be the coach coach of the year in my opinion. Coach of the year, he's done such a great job with that Boston Celtics team. And who would have thought Brad Stevens, who's a damn good coach in his own, would try to be a good, even and even just as good executive running that organization in the Boston Celtics? 
Who would have thought that? I tell you, he does, he does a better job than Phil Jackson ever did as an executive. <laughs> Another shout out to Phil Jackson. I love it. I love it. Let's talk about Golden State. They, their travels into the NBA Finals. They went through Denver. Um, gee, I'm losing a blank. Who they? Who did they defeat in the second round? But I, I, it'll bring it bring it back to me, guys. Honestly, guys, I didn't do an outline for this. I just came and just talked to talk to you guys. Um, and they defeated they defeated um, the Dallas Mavericks, who surprisingly got there to the to the West Conference Finals. But Luca, let me say something about Luca. Luca's Luca's a great player. And I felt Spencer Dinwiddie fits well with him. Um, Jalen Brunson, even though a lot of rumors is talked about him going to the Knicks, there's rumors about a whole lot of players going to the Knicks. But in my opinion, if it, if it, if it takes a trade of the, of of quickly or Obi Toppin or R.J. Barrett, I'm not interested in any, any of those in any of those players. I'm not really interested in trading Cam Reddish as it is because I felt. Cam Reddish did not get his opportunity to show what he can do. Keep keep RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish together and see what they can do. And that's my opinion. I would love to talk to you guys more about the New York Knicks, what the Knicks should be doing. Hope to have Matthew, my, 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 my guy, Matthew, with me to do a podcast about that, about what the Knicks should do as far as roster and things like that. But Luca is such a great player. They need they need um, a defensive a defensive um, center. They need another squ- another consistent scorer. Him and him and um, KP didn't work. They got Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie made it work. Dinwiddie was was the reason why they got through the was part of the reason why he got they got to the West Conference Finals. His big his big um, contribution to the Dallas Mavericks. Boy, don't don't Brooklyn wish they had Spencer Dinwiddie right now. Because look what's happening and over there in Brooklyn. Uh, Mr. Um, Kyrie Irving most more than likely will be traded off that team. And there's already been rumors that Kevin Durant is looking to team up with John Morant in Memphis. Now, for all intents and purposes, was it worth it to trade away Karis uh, LeVert Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, for these two guys, who have bought, who has, who they both of them each bought their own set of drama to the Brooklyn Nets. KD would go and spar with every single person who says something negative about him. He he go and spar about. It. He say he's not. It's not cool to be a, a a New York Nick, bro. We don't even want you. We don't even want you to be a New York Nick, man. Right now. You're too soft, man. New York Knicks are a tough, grinding team. And this team, the New York Knicks team is growing right now. We don't need, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not, can't say I don't want Kevin Durant. I want, I want Kevin Durant the player. I don't want, I don't want Kevin Durant the person. If that makes sense. <clears throat> give me, give me that. Please. KD, come in and be the player you was when you first entered the league. Not with the burner accounts. Not with always going back and forth with people. We all know how great you are. We all know how great you are. The problem is, 
you got mad when people was picking on you when you left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State, a team which you had had down 3-1 in the West Conference Finals, and all you had to do was win one game and you couldn't do it. Because of Westbrook, I'm gonna say that because of Westbrook and his, and his need to be have the ball in his hands and turn the ball over all the goddamn time. You basically, you basically just said, "I, I can't beat him, so I'm gonna go join him." And what would it, what will happen? This is why I can't. I, I'm torn between rooting between Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. How would his legacy look if the Golden State Warriors go on and beat? This boss Celtics team for the championship. How would that look on him, Kevin Durant, and what he has done in Brooklyn? People gotta think about that wholeheartedly. What will that, how damaging that would be? I know deep down Kevin Durant is rooting for Boston to beat Golden State Warriors where so he could at least save face. But Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, especially Clay Thompson, he's been out the league for like two years. They're on a mission, bro. Draymond Green, they're on a mission. They're trying to get that, I believe, their fourth their fourth ring. They're on a mission. Boston is going to have a tough... If Boston can play defense the way they were playing defense against Miami... Well, that, Miami, it was a little bit sketchy. If Boston can play the type of defense they played against the Sixers and the Nets, it's going to be... This is going to be a very entertaining series. It's going to be very entertaining. So, let's see what happens, guys. I'm expecting a big series from Jason. Jason Tatum is, is about to be one of the top, if not already a top five player. He's on his way to being a top five player. And his teammate, Jalen Brown, is also on his way to be a top ten player. Just the way they play. They play, they, they play Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they play both ends of the floor on an elite level. Sometimes I I hold my breath when I see Jalen Brown fall to the ground because he always looks like he's hurt. But the key to the Celtics is in this series is how well Marcus Smart is going to play in this series against defending um, Steph Curry. That's going to be the key to the series. If Steph Curry goes off, this could end in five games. If Steph Curry is, is, is contained... Because you, you, you know Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum are either going to contain Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole or Andrew Wiggins in the series. Two things for Golden State that, that, that got to happen. They do it, but the, the thing here about them, they have the experience. I'm going to put it like this. Jordan, the key to Golden State making this in the very easy NBA Finals would, is going to be the play of Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole. Now, they both play on a level I know they can play at. This series is going to go five games. It's going to go five games. I give Boston probably one game. If Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole play the way they're capable of playing, if Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole could play the, at the level he was playing when Klay Thompson was hurt, it's going five games, Golden State. Let me know what you guys think about that situation. Because I feel it. It's going to happen. But deep down in my heart of hearts, this series is going to go seven games. My heart of hearts. 
seven games. Because I also believe I also believe what, what Boston is doing too. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford. That's gonna be that's gonna be the only issue is how well Al Horford can play with the small ball that Golden State is going to bring to the series. Golden State plays a lot of motion offense. Sometimes a little the little triangle offense that they use as well. They play a lot of motion offense. They're always on the move. They play without the ball very well. How well can how can how well can Boston's defense stand up to the constant motion of their offense? That's going to be the key to the series. But if Golden State wins, it's not going to go seven games. I believe the longer the series goes, the longer the longer the series goes, the more the the, the arrows going to shift to Boston, in my opinion, because they're just. And I, don't sleep on Golden State's defense. Do not sleep on their goal, on their defense. They're pretty good doing it. Pretty good too on that defense side of the ball. So keep in mind that, guys. So I'm giving you guys a brief preview of the NBA Finals and talk about a little bit of New York Mets and New York Yankees. I did not talk about the New York Jets and their draft prospects. I did not talk about the New York Giants and their draft. I want to hold that a little bit later. Not later in in later in the summer. But I would love to talk about that with my guys, who are my football experts, Kyle. I want to have him on the show, and um, we're gonna talk about the New York Giants uh, and New York Jets draft picks in detail for you guys. If I'm not unable to get Kyle, Kyle on, the, on the show, I'll just give you guys my my own opinion. With hopefully, I have my, my guy Mark with me, or even Ma- Matthew to help out with you know with the with the commentary and the drafting and things like that. But on that note, guys, I'm going to sign off on this podcast. Please feel free. This is an, this is an audio podcast, but definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, please listen to the previous episodes. I have a couple of great episodes on, um, you know, personal development, personal things like personal people entitlement and, and, and power of attraction. Please listen to those other episodes as well. I'm definitely going to bless you guys with more sports. More sports. I, we, I, we, we shifted too much on current events and all other stuff, which is also part of the Two Players Podcast um, curriculum. But we got to get back to giving you guys more sports episodes. So on that note, you can listen to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Joey G Radio, a- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other um, podcasts listening platforms that you guys use to use to listen to podcasts you can definitely get me on there too all right so this is your man big dime i'm gonna sign up on this podcast i'll let you guys on the next episode peace